everyone. Welcome to Chillin' with Jess. I am here with my friend Melissa, and she is a Disney expert. So we're going to talk about Disney World today. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about you and you do? Sure. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm a Disney expert or not, but thanks. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's always more stuff to learn, I'm telling you. Well, my name is Melissa Temple, and I am... I'm disabled. I have a lot of medical conditions and they cause me a lot of mobility problems. And I call myself a ambulatory wheelchair user because um, I can stand, I can walk. I just can't stand or walk for very far for very long without a ton of pain. And then eventually like my knees just give out on me or my back just gives out on me and like fall. It's better for me to be sitting. I use a wheelchair or a mobility scooter when I travel and when we go to Disney parks. And so we, people who are disabled, and and not just physical disabilities, but, um, you know, there's cognitive disabilities and mental health disabilities, and we all experience the world differently. And so one of the things that my husband wanted to do, this was all his idea. I didn't know that. It was. He was watching YouTube and watching all these Disney YouTubers. And he was like, I think we should do that. (laughs) And film like how we do Disney because we do it differently than regular able-bodied people do. And I was like, okay, yeah, it really has to be from the disability angle because... We don't experience, we don't like all the tips, like they would be like, do this, do this, do this. I'm like, we can't do that. Right. And so we decided we were going to do it as a family. So it's me, my husband, David, and um, our daughter, Jillian, who is 20 now. And we just started filming some videos. And like, I just, I made a website, I made social media, I filmed an introductory video, and then we just took off from there with Disabled Disney. Now, disabled adventures and I my background is I used to be a medical assistant and a CNA and then I tore my meniscus and I couldn't stand for eight plus hours a day anymore it was too painful yeah those would be long days yeah it was horrible so changed my career path and now I'm back into doing customer service from home thankfully I found what I can do from home and I have fibromyalgia and there are still a lot of people that don't think fibromyalgia exists. Um, but I, my muscles cramp. It's not so physically demanding on me. I don't have to, you know, get up, get ready, commute anywhere with a lot of the medical problems I have that, that can be really tough. Like so badly from it that it has affected my spine. They can see it. On x-rays, the compression of my spine from the muscle cramping. So just from that, I know it exists. (laughs) Right, absolutely. (laughs) So what is a day for you guys when you guys go to Disney? How do you experience it? Um, So right now, everything's different because of COVID. And for World, we had never experienced, we had never gone to Walt Disney World pre-COVID. So I can only tell you what it's like post-COVID for us. But we normally don't get up super early because we like 
the later at night. Although we had to get up super early because the parks weren't open really late at night when we went last September. But this last time when we went in May, they were open a little bit later. We really like being in the parks at night. So we don't normally get up super early and go. We're not rope drop people. (laughs) Yeah. So those are the people that get up and go like as soon as the park opens. Get up have something for breakfast and then you know go into whatever park we're going into that day we tend to only do one park per day because park hopping is it's okay if you're really ambulatory and you can like run to the buses and like different places because of how long everything takes um transportation and stuff but it's really difficult when you're trying to either move a wheelchair or move a mobility scooter and to navigate in between people because I see it all the time on like groups and stuff people complain about people on mobility scooters all the time like they just run into me they just do this they just do that they don't pay attention there's so much is always paying attention with mobility scooters but I know with me anytime I have like run into somebody it's because they've come in front of me and you can't just stop They don't have brakes. All you can do is let go of the throttle. Second, for that message to get from your brain to your hand to let go. And so you end up like running into people sometimes. It's normally because they're trying to run. Like I've had (laughs) in, in my wheelchair when I was at Disneyland one time, I had some guy running through the crowd literally jump over my wheelchair and kick me as he was jumping over. Oh, my. Like, it's, <laughs> it's a different world <laughs> because they don't see us because we're, we're down lower. And just if people would pay more attention, then everybody, I think, would have a better experience. And you wouldn't be having, you know, these complaints about, well, people with mobility scooters are a menace. Or people, you know, like with my wheelchair, when my husband or my daughter's pushing me in the wheelchair, they can't just stop either. Like, you know, when you're forward motion going... It's harder to stop than people think it is. Absolutely. And you don't just stop at a dime. And I think that get really crowded when you're in really crowded areas, it's easier for us to change our versus completely stop. So that's a lot of times the choice that we make is change the direction if we can. But again, it's not something that you can just do with a mobility scooter or a wheelchair. And so we go really slow. We move really slow. So that way we don't cause problems for people, other people. We're trying to watch out for other people. And so it takes us a lot longer to move through the parks and to do things than it does for people who can just walk wherever. I also have to, if I'm up on like a sidewalk or something, I have to wait for a ramp who are can just like go up and there's curbs all over the place. Like you don't have ramps everywhere. You have to find a ramp if you like need to go up someplace. Um, And so that's another thing. Like if you're able bodied, don't be in front of the ramps. I see it a lot where they'll just like stop and stand on the ramps and people with the mobility scooters or the wheelchairs, that's, that's how they, you know, need to move. We need that space. And so I think if people would just be a little bit more cognizant about what they're doing, it would help everybody have a better day when you go. Um, but I can't, I have problems every time I go because everyone else 
Right. And so, like, we'll start one area of the park and do everything we want to do there. And then we'll move to another area. Like, we'll say, like, we're going to start in Tomorrowland, like at Magic Kingdom. Like, if we're going to Magic Kingdom for the day, we'll, like, start in Tomorrowland. Do everything we want to do there and then move to, like, or sometimes we'll go all the way across the park and go, you know, we'll go from Tomorrowland to, like, Adventureland and Frontierland and do the stuff over there and then come back into Fantasyland, depending upon, like, what we're trying to do. And also depends on return time. So, like, I use the Disability Access Service. How does that work? So what that is, is you get a return time for the attraction equivalent to the wait time. Um, so like if the, if the, the posted wait time is 45 minutes when you go, say like it's 11 o'clock in the morning, you go to the attraction and they'll give you a return time of 1145. So, so it would be like as if you were waiting in line too. Right. Actually, you have to wait longer because not only do you have to wait that full 45 minutes before you can come back, but then you get put into the standby line, which they're using the fast pass lines. They use the fast pass lines for. And if there's other people that have return times, they're in front of you. So you actually end up having to wait longer using the fast pass than you would having to go through the queue line. Oh, and that's what a lot of people don't realize that. Like we actually have to wait longer. Um, but you don't use it just for mobility. Um, I have a bladder condition to where I have sudden you go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. And that is actually a complication of my hysterectomy from my, that I had to have because of my endometriosis and I can't get stuck in a queue line and not be able to get out, which happens quite a lot. Um, if you're in a longer queue line, there's not just a place you can jump at, especially when you're in a wheelchair or a mobility scooter. You can't just leave the line. So that's, I use the DAS pass for the longer line. So that way I don't have to accident in line. I've learned that the hard way. Um, but if it's not a longer line, I just go through the regular queue line. It does. 30 minutes, I just wait through the regular queue line. And that I'll get the return time and use the DAS pass. You know Easy. how long, oh. Sorry. Oh, how do you know how long? Well, I use my handy dandy app that tells me attraction wait times or all the attractions have a sign that have a posted wait time there. Hey, what's the wait time right now? Oh, the app. Is it just like the Disney app if you go to the website? Um, yeah. So if you just go into your app store, you can download the Walt. It's called the My Disney Experience for Walt Disney World. It has the attraction wait times. It has maps in there. It has where the bathrooms are located, where first aid's located, where the baby care centers are located, where stores are located, where food places are located. It is the oh, best so it's tool like, to have. It's amazing. Even download it now and I just already know. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, this ride has a 30-minute wait. You but can. I'm at home, but I can't really do it. <laughs> it doesn't. Like, it doesn't matter. You Like, I'll just open it up. Like, my husband likes to just open it up and go, like, what's the wait time for this right now? Oh, it's this. That would be so cool. Like, if we're there, like, we could just, like, walk on. Um, you can just open it from anywhere. But it's, and especially if it's your first time going, if you download it and start familiarizing yourself with the layout and the maps and how the app works, then you're better off once you go. Because 
you know, you're kind of, you've kind of familiarized yourself with how it all works. Yeah. Attractions that have, that are not completely ADA compliant in the queue line, which means, which then they send you through the exit because the exits are all ADA compliant. Center Mountain Railroad and Magic Kingdom. So it's not ADA compliant to, if you're in a wheelchair or mobility scooter for that one, if you can't do stairs, you're going to get a return time because you have to go in through the exit. Are there rides that you cannot ride? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Um, and that is a really, that's something else that, you know, if you haven't ever gone before, you should, you can look up in the app what the accessibility is for the ride. It has each of the attractions and what the accessibility is. It also has height requirements for the kiddos to make sure they're tall enough. Um, and one tip I would give you is measure them in whatever shoes they're going to be wearing because that's how Disney will measure them. So people that buy like really tall shoes for their kids to give them that extra like quarter you know <laughs> inch right it's, it's not necessarily the safest thing to do but I know people do it um but if you but they're gonna have them they have a height measurement for any height requirement rides right there and so if you measure your kids and the shoes they're gonna be wearing when you go then you'll have an accurate measurement as to if they're tall enough or not the size of the shoes they just look at whether or not they hit that um they have like a little thing that goes out and they if they're taller than that or as tall as that they're good to go if they're shorter then they're not yeah um but yes there are rides i can't go on um like space mountain i cannot go on at walt disney world but i can at disneyland because <laughs> is that just for like the access part like how to get right. there so here's the thing um still has the older and it hasn't been renovated disneyland has and so you have to get on where it's to get you on at and they, they you only have so long to get on and it's a pretty low get down and then back up again and then i tried and i couldn't do it fast enough they have, they have to keep the ride going or it breaks down. Disneyland's has been retrofitted and they have a, a handicap accessible vehicle that is stationary all the time in the platform. You can take as much time as you need and I can get help from my husband to get up and down because it, it slides in and out. It's amazing. Like <laughs> it, oh, it slides yeah. and just stays at the station. And then when they're ready to send you, they slide you out into the track and then you go with the ride. It's really amazing. And then this last trip when we went in May, I found out I can't go on the people mover, which I am so sad about because it's not handicap accessible, like at all. You have to, um, there's no elevator to get you up to the loading platform. It's escalators. And I can't do moving platforms. I, I don't know. The only thing I can figure out is it's my every time I try I end up twisting my knee really bad going from a stationary platform to a moving platform or a moving platform to a stationary platform like every time I try I, I twist my knee and so you have to do the escalator to go up to the people mover which I am so sad about so I can't do that one 
um, long enough, I can't do the moving platform app. It tells you if you have to transfer or if you can stay in your, or there are a, ride, a couple of rides you can stay in the mobility scooter, the mobility scooter, which is really cool. They won't let you take the mobility scooter through the queue line because it's not designed for that. So you can transfer to, if you can't stand or walk it long enough, you can transfer to an attraction wheelchair like Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters. You're not allowed to take the mobility scooter through the line, but I can transfer to an attraction wheelchair. And then either my husband or my daughter pushes me through. And then that one, you don't have to transfer. You can stay in the wheelchair to be on, which... I tend to tell them to do because it takes less time for them to just push me up into the wheelchair, the handicap accessible car, than for me, because they have to stop, they have to stop the ride either way, but then for me to get up out of the wheelchair and to move and to get onto the ride vehicle, it, it's actually a lot quicker for them to just shove me up in the handicap car and <laughs> like in there than for me to transfer on my own so like a lot of like go ahead oh so like a lot of times with something like that where i can just stay in the wheelchair i will feel like um during covid when you went it was easier or harder for you to thing it's closed (laughs) so okay um because of covid like I haven't gotten to experience like on test track where you can make your own car. That was all closed. I didn't get to do any of that. I'm so hoping it's back open when we go at, in September and October for the 50th. I'm hoping they get all that type of stuff back open. Um, it's all of that type of stuff. But I think the only thing with COVID that's making it harder is it's a lot harder to breathe wearing the masks, especially when it's humid out and hot, um, taking away outdoor mask requirements, it should be a lot easier next time we go. They literally did that like a couple days after we got back. My husband was so mad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because um, it's hot there all the time, isn't it? <laughs> it? Well, yeah, during the summer, like it's hot and it's humid. And so, and then you're trying to breathe through two layers of fabric. And um, it's not easy. I know you know, whether or not you agree with mask wearing or not, it's just not easy. We got COVID last year and last summer and David and I have been having some long-term effects, breathing problems from it. Um, And I have asthma. So (laughs) it's not been incredibly fun um, trying to deal with the long-term effects that we've had. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. well, thanks. It's it's just something that we have to deal with now. Um, and hopefully it will get better eventually, but nobody knows because it's a new thing. Nobody really knows right. what's going to happen with it, whether or not we'll be able to actually recover or this will be a new normal for us. We'll find out uh, everything as it comes and not super worry about what the next thing is because then I just get stuck in a cycle of worry and you can't enjoy what's going on now. Right. And, you were there, there was probably less people than you would normally see on I, like a normal busy day. Yeah, right? I think I think they were down to 
35% capacity when we were there in September. And I think they were up to 45 when we were just there in May. Um, but it still seemed like there are a lot of areas of the park where it's really small and tight. And you can get a lot of people like there. Um, seem pretty busy, I guess. As one of the things my husband has said recently is, I would really hate to see it at a hundred percent capacity with how busy it seemed, just with you know thirty five percent, forty five percent capacity. So. Right? Are they back to a hundred percent now? <laughs> Not yet. Um, okay. Well, I think that's they're good. hoping. I think they're hoping to get there by October when the fiftieth happens um i think they're up to like 45 or 55 percent now something like that disney doesn't release the exact numbers um when increase capacity but say that i've heard it's like 45 to 55 right now so. like the reservations online to go to each different park like there's I um you have to make park pass reservations still um new do, since covid right it is it's yeah. it's a way for them to control capacity and to know how many people um, are plan going. It's like a month or two. It's pretty well booked. Um, and there are still people out there that don't know you have to make a park pass reservation. I've heard of a lot of people like just trying to go and not have a park pass reservation. Um, I can't. I, I don't know where they've been under rocks this whole time. I haven't heard <laughs> right. about it. But there are still people that don't know that you have to. Um, so that's another reason why I always recommend using a travel specialist. Because um, we, like, I am also a travel specialist. And we help you navigate all that stuff and make sure you have everything ready to go. Um, pass reservation. And then if you have a park hopper ticket, after 2 p.m., you can hop to another park as long as there's capacity. And they have a phone number you can call. Um, to find park you want to go to has um, and you can always go back to your original park because as long as you have a park pass reservation they have you counted for that day so like if I had to park hop to another park and they're not allowing anyone you can always go back to the original park you were in if you wanted to so do you recommend the park hopper for those like able to do most things and then like a day one for those that are more disabled they can't you know handicap having to use the walker and wheelchair stuff well so like if you don't have time to spend that's your best bet so you can get you know the most bang for your buck but if you can spend like a week there or longer i just suggest the one park per day because then you're not it, it's also like you have to, you know, park that you're in, wait for the bus to the next park, ride the bus to the next park, get through, you know, security and everything to get into the park. And, you know, you're wasting time to do all that. So if you have some time to spend there, um, especially if you want to like go back to your hotel in the afternoon and like rest and take a nap, um, a is good if you have a lot of time. If you don't have a lot of time, that's when I really suggest the park hoppers because then you can like start off at like animal kingdom and then go to like hollywood studios in the afternoon and then the next day start off at magic kingdom and then go to epcot in the you know the afternoon and the evening you know because like animal kingdom and magic kingdom 
open up earlier than Epcot and Hollywood Studios. But Hollywood Studios and Epcot stay open later than Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom. So, like, if you only have a couple days, if you get park hoppers, you, you know, you'd want to start off at the parks that open earlier, so like Animal Kingdom or Magic Kingdom, and then go to one, one of the ones that stays open later. Is like the perfect amount of time to stay <sighs> forever. That's like <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of your life, Jessica. <laughs> move there, of course. Um, <laughs> so, like, there really, there really is no perfect amount of time. We were there for a week last year, and it wasn't enough. And we're going for two weeks this year, but don't think if. Unless you were there every day, you will experience everything. There's just no way. There's too much stuff. Um, How do you keep it all straight? Do you have like a notebook that you're like constantly writing in? (laughs) Yes, I do. So, and that's another reason to use a travel specialist. We are crazy people and we plan out itineraries. We track that kind of stuff and we can help um, people to plan out their own itinerary. We can completely do an itinerary for you if you want to, if you know, that's part of the job. Um, but like, I write down like how long stuff takes a list of this is our plan to start with. Now you also have to have a plan B because your best laid plans will go fly out the window because a ride will break down or it'll start raining or, <laughs> Right. Um, you can't go on a ride you want to go on for some reason, like you forgot to look and the only way to get up there is an escalator. And, you know, so I have a meltdown. Like, it's, <laughs> you have to have a plan B, too, because the best laid plans always have some issue. I, I, I don't think I've ever made it completely through a plan at any Disney park yet. I think I have yet to start a day with one plan and finish with that same plan. I don't think it's ever happened. So, but yes, I am one of those crazy people where I have a notebook and I have things written down and I have time written down and I have, you know, plans <laughs> written out. <laughs> that would so be me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that is me also. I do have it stuff in the app too. So like I have it on my phone. Um, you must have you know, a phone charger because you're going to kill your phone. You're, <laughs> you're going to be on the apps. You're going to be taking photos and videos. You're going to be, you know, looking at the weather. You're going to be, um, yeah, if you're anybody anymore, that's alive, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Pixar didn't happen. Type of thing. <laughs> so it's the world we live in now, like, <laughs> What are magic bands? Is that just a ticket to get in or is it something completely different? It is not a ticket at all. Actually, all it is, is an ability to use your ticket and to open your hotel room door if you're staying on Disney property. And magic bands to people staying on property, but they're not anymore. They, um, you can open the door to your hotel room with the the My Disney Experience app. And now they have My Disney Magic Mobile where you can pull up your park ticket and scan in with that through the My Disney Experience app to get into the parks. So you don't really need a magic band, but they're stylish and they're cool and we still use them. They're also really great because with FastPass, you have uh, PhotoPass 
um, or Fast Pass, like right now, but with the Disney, with the Disability Pass, that's how I get my return time is the Magic Band. All I have to do is hand my, like, put my wrist out to the cast member. They scan my Magic Band and give me my return time. And then when I come back, I scan the Fast Pass uh, thing and it lets me through. Also for photo pass, if you're going to get photos, you, if you have your magic band on, on the attraction, your photo is supposed to automatically go onto it. It doesn't always, sometimes you have to call them or they have a form you can do on the website saying, Hey, I'm missing a photo. Um, and they'll get it onto your, my Disney experience account. But if you're going to get like a photo pass picture, you just put your wrist out and the photographer scans your magic band and it goes into your, my Disney experience account. So I still recommend using them. You can get just the colored ones for like, if you're staying, I think it is. And then if you're not staying on property, you can get them for like $14.99 through like Shop Disney, just like one of the colored ones. Um, And it really does make your experience so much easier. You can um, make purchase it, attach to your hotel room, um, food and stuff. If you just want to do stuff that way, you can. Um, they take uh, of $100 and then once you use that, they take another deposit of $100. So like if you just want to make all your purchases with the magic band, you just scan your magic band, they'll just keep, as long as you have the room on your card, they'll just keep taking the $100 out and you just can keep taking, making whatever purchases on your magic band. You don't have to carry cash around. You don't have to carry credit cards with you in your magic band. So when you are almost to that, like, $100, do they send you, like, a text message or a notification telling you, hey, you have $5 left if you use it or are doing another um, 100 No, I don't think so because we did use stuff on our Magic Band, and I never got anything saying um, we're going to take out the next 100 They just did. So I don't think okay. so. Um, they just they'll just take it once you've used it. Gotcha. So you just got to keep an eye on it yourself. Yeah. Like you're responsible. You're responsible right. for your own money. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and if you need, if you think you're going to need that money, you know, like if it's a debit card, you know, make sure, understand that they're going to take and put a hold on that hundred dollars. So, and if you use it, then they're going to put a hold on another hundred dollars. So I always just use a regular credit card if you, you know, if you have the ability to do that. So that way I'm not missing that money. Like if I need that cash, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I also don't use my magic band for purchases. I buy Disney gift cards, which is, this is a money saving tip. Um, You can buy anything with Disney. So tickets, hotel room, merchandise, food, shop Disney, um, anything with a Disney gift card. And I have a Target debit red card, which it's attached to my checking account and it pulls the money out of my checking account, but it gives you 5% savings even on Disney gift cards. So Disney gift card, you get $5 off. So that's smart. So what I do even to pay my hotel room and my, my Disney package, you know, with my hotel room and my tickets and stuff is I buy the Disney gift cards through target. And then I pay them. I pay Disney with the Disney gift card 
and I save money. So like if you're like it's five dollars for every hundred. But if once you're gonna pay a couple thousand dollars, that adds up. Right. And when um I start buying Disney gift cards, you can have up to a thousand dollars on a Disney gift card. I have like three physical ones. And I just buy the electronic Disney gift cards through Target as I can, you know, like during like I every couple of paychecks, I'll buy like a couple hundred dollars worth and put it onto my physical Disney gift card. And then when we go, you know, I'll normally have at least two of them filled up, maybe more this next time because it Disney's not cheap. Um, use the gift cards. You can use a gift card to pay for your food. You can use a gift card to buy your, um, you can use it for like anything they have there at Walt Disney World, you can use the Disney gift card for. Do they ever expire? They do not. So, so like, I could buy some throughout the year and say I'm going in like three years. It would, yep. it would still work. Yep. Well, that's and, nice. And start doing it. And then if you get, so with, with the Target red card, you can either have a credit card through Target and do it, or you can have the debit card. I have the debit card. I only have a couple of credit cards. We don't like using a lot of credit. We do have a couple for emergencies and like to use, like when we go to Disney, we use it as like our hotel room. So that way they're taking the money out of the credit card and not our checking account and that kind of stuff. Um, But I have the debit card and it's attached to my checking account and they just take the money out of my checking account. But I use the Target red card and it saves me that 5%, which yeah, it's only $5 per hundred. But again, after you're spending a couple thousand dollars, it adds up. Right. Like, I'm going to save like $200 just on my hotel room for September when we go. You are. That's great. It's a good chunk of change. To say like one of the tricks is you can you can bring in your own food. So I when I order I normally order from like Instacart or Amazon Fresh or like Walmart delivery, something like that. I order my own bottled water, my own bottled or canned soda. I order snacks for us to take, um, stuff for us to have in the hotel room. Um, As long as it's not glass, except for baby food, you can bring in your own soda, your own water, your own snacks, your own sandwiches if you want to buy like stuff to make like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in the room or or ham sandwiches they have little mini fridges in all the hotel rooms so you can you know like if you want to buy like lunch meat and cheese and make like turkey sandwiches to bring with you you can save a lot of money on food by doing it that way or if you get like one of the DVC villas or one of the rooms that has a kitchenette in it then you'll have like a full kitchen where you can make meals um microwave you'll have a full refrigerator where you can make meals in the room so you can save money that way did you do you ever buy those oh the Disney dining plan okay so it has not they suspended that for COVID and they have not brought it back yet so I have not been able to use it yet um, that's another one though where you got to do your research because a lot of people like it because it's basically like prepaying for your food 
But if you don't eat all the meals or eat all the snacks, um, you're basically wasting money. Um, so it's really good if you want to do like a lot of character dining that are more expensive or if you want to do a lot of more expensive sit down meals, it tends to be a better value paying out of pocket. But like sure yet for us because I haven't been able to do it yet because it's still suspended. So that's like the character dinner, lunch, all of that. Or yeah, the character that dining. Different- yeah. Right. So they're the character dining is more money than so like at Chef Mickey's when they didn't have the characters they were charging twenty five dollars for that breakfast. Now they're charging forty five dollars now that the characters are back. Okay. So, <laughs> like, but that's how you get like the don't they have like an autograph book where the kids we, can get signatures of them or something. You can buy autograph books. And yes, during normal times, the characters would come to your table. You can get a picture with them. You can get an autograph. It's super fun. I love character dining. Personally, I haven't done one at Walt Disney World yet because when we went last September, it wasn't going. Um, But I think we're going to try to do one now that they have some of them back when we go in September. I've done it at Disneyland. It's amazing during normal times because the characters will like interact with you. Like I've had Captain Hook try to steal my wedding ring. I've had him (laughs) steal the pepper off the table. Um, I've had like, it's, it's, it's amazing. Like they just come up, they interact with you. You can take pictures. They'll, they can sign your autograph book. And if you don't want to buy one, you can make one at home to save some money. Like get your kids involved, make it cute. Um, You know, it's, there's a lot of ways to save money on Disney trips. It's, I know, I know it's expensive and I know that a lot of people look at the price tag and go, oh my gosh. But the fact that and doing other stuff, and even if it's only like a once every couple of years thing, you and like you can book normally a year and a little over a year in advance. I think it's like 499 days out. And it only takes $200 down to book it. And then you can make payments up until 30 days prior to the trip. So advance of when you want to go and you can start, you know, by, you know, asking your friends and family if they give you gifts to give you Disney gift cards instead of, you know, whatever else they were going to give you. Like ask people for Disney gift cards. Um, and tell people, hey, you're planning a Disney trip for my kid's birthday. Instead of giving him this, give him a Disney gift card to use toward the trip. And um, cards with your Target red card and save the money because you can use those to pay off the vacation. So you save money that way. And then you can use them, you know, for stuff while you're on vacation. So you save money by buying your Disney gift cards that way versus buying them through Disney or buying um, from just a gro- random grocery store where you're not going to get that savings. Um, certain times of the year is is cheaper than other times of the year. Like yeah, during, that was what I was going to ask next. <laughs> during the holidays, <laughs> it's way more expensive than say during the middle of February. And you can also look spend a lot less money if you book your hotel off property. The Disney hotels 
are great, but they are kind of expensive. Even for the value hotels, they're kind of expensive. You can save money by booking off property. But so then you have you... to look at transportation and stuff. There's other stuff you have to look at. So it's another great reason to use a travel specialist because they can help you look at all your options and figure out what's going to work best for your family. So off property one, are some of those hotels, do they have shuttles that go? Some of them do, yes, but not all of them. But so there's then also, you can use. You like, would be able to tell you which ones. Right. Like, do and, and don't. Um, like we can do all that research for you. We can tell you Disney has their good neighbor hotels that, that you can still do a package through Disney to get a good neighbor hotel, but they tend to be a better value. Um, you can get a higher quality hotel at a lower price point a lot of times. So you can get what is a Disney equivalent of like a deluxe for like a moderate price point. All that with you and help you figure out which way is the best way to go for you that's another great thing about using a travel specialist yeah when would be your very best favorite time of year to go i (laughs) i we tried to go in march this year and i really want to try to go in like february march because florida weather is a lot better in like february march time frame um, but there was a big snowstorm and our flights were going through Colorado and so our flights got canceled. So our trip got rescheduled till May. Um, there's adva- advantages and disadvantages to going every time of the year. The best time to go is really what you want to get out of the experience. You really need to know what you're looking for. If you really want to experience that little bit extra magic your best time is to go during like Halloween or Christmas when they when they go all out and do all the extra stuff that they do for Halloween and Christmas. Um, it is more expensive. It is busier. So there are, you know, pros and cons to it. But it's so much more during those times of year. Um, also during the summer there's different things like it's going to be hotter it's going to be more humid that you have to worry about you know hydrating a lot better um and the sun a lot more but there's ways of making that better um like I take an umbrella with me to help shade me or us depending upon who wants to use it from the sun a little bit we use sunblock of course we drink a lot of water you know, we take breaks in like cooler areas. There's there's ways of doing it and getting through. Um, right. Also, during school break times, it's going to be busier because more people are out of school. So if you can go during, you know, January through about the beginning of March when spring break starts, tends to be the less busier time because it's right after Christmas and right before you get into like spring break and then summer and then as soon as summer's over you're starting halloween and christmas (laughs) yeah they start halloween in august (laughs) oh really wow (laughs) they start celebrating halloween in august and then as soon as halloween is over over, right (laughs) and then as soon as halloween is over christmas starts like they like bring down the Halloween decorations and put up the Christmas decorations in 24 hours. I mean, it's amazing how quickly they do this. 
And it's literally like one right after the other. And it's, <laughs> it's just like you're, you're in from one thing to another. And then both, the best time to go is literally like that first week in November. It's either the first or second week in November because they still have the Halloween stuff up. But, and then like within like 24 hours, it's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the time to go <laughs> like if you want to experience both Halloween and Christmas and do it in like one trip and go for go for that week that they're switching all the decorations over because that you would get both perfect time yeah anytime is a good weird. time it is <laughs> it's always magical right <laughs> Right. I mean, it's Disney. They're they're going to do everything they can to make your trip the best that they can, even if you screw up. Okay, so I accidentally, I already have our vacation package for September done when we went in May. I was trying to see if I could purchase our Splash Mountain photo. And I accidentally activated my memory maker for September service and I'm like I don't know what I did but I was just trying to purchase this one photo but now all of them don't have the, the so I did something wrong and she's like oh you activated your memory maker I'm like okay well if I was going to do that I would have done it yesterday and been getting pictures this whole time <laughs> I wasn't right. trying to do that it was an accident I was just trying to see if I could purchase this one photo from the app and she was like, well, it's okay. Like, we can fix it. And she fixed it for me. I mean, she was amazing. Like, they they really do try and go out of their way and make things nice for people. Like, when we went in September, handed me her glasses to take them off for test track. So she didn't lose them. And I don't know what happened. But they weren't in my purse at the end of the ride. Like, they went into my purse in the beginning of the ride. They weren't there when we got off. The cast members kept checking the the cars that were coming in, kept checking the track. They couldn't find them. So she had to go two full days with no glasses. So we get off the we get off a test track after waiting for a while and we get the verdict that they weren't able to find them. And get really dizzy from not having her glasses. She doesn't have to, she doesn't have to wear them all the time necessarily, but she has astigmatism. And so she gets really dizzy if she's not wearing them because stuff gets out of focus and weird. And um, so she was like, I just sit down. And so we went to go buy her soda. And David was telling the lady at the cart he was buying the soda from. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I feel so bad. So she's like, does she want like a popcorn or a cotton candy on the, ma- on the mouse, on us? Like. We, I feel Aww. so bad and Jillian was like no I just really got on um, as a magic moment because she was not feeling good after losing her glasses on the ride and just starting to get kind of dizzy and stuff like they're they're able to do stuff like that and they call it a magic moment and really special they, they, they do try and make sure to the best of their ability that you're having your best vacation ever that is great I love that and I've heard like if you're wearing like a get get a celebration button if you're going because I've heard like if it's your birthday and you're wearing a birthday celebration button sometimes they'll give you like a free cupcake or a free dessert or you know like something 
And where do you get the buttons from? Oh, so the buttons you can get from any of the gift shops. You can get it from your hotel if you're staying on property. You can get them. Sometimes, like, the transportation cast members will have them. Um, I know at Disneyland, as soon as we get there, and you can get them at, like, at Disneyland, they, they've taken to having this, like, cart out in front of City Hall where they have them. But you can get them at, like, City Hall or any of the guest services areas, Um all over the place just ask somebody they'll tell you where to go to get one <laughs> right. but they have like, like right birthday ones right they have like birthday ones they have anniversary ones they have if you're there celebrating your honeymoon they have honeymoon ones they have just blank ones that say i'm celebrating and you can write in with like a sharpie what you're celebrating oh my gosh i would totally write life like right so meaningful <laughs> <laughs> like it's i mean there's so much you can do um with it it's just and they're free so like it's one of those things where it's a it's a it's a free souvenir you can get to remember your trip and if you're wearing them while you're there sometimes they like create a little bit of magic for you um but they'll create magic for other reasons too and right i've had some pretty amazing experiences happen um you know, just because the cast members were, and it tends to happen more if you're nice. <laughs> um, you know, just because, you know, they want to, they're allowed to do it. It's just yeah. something else that makes Disney really great. Because I don't think I've ever had that happen anyplace else. Like, you lost your glasses, you know, here, you can have your uh, Coke on us, like. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had that happen anywhere anywhere else chairs do you, does Disney provide them for you or do you have to bring your own um, so that's a great question they have ones you can rent they have uh, manual wheelchairs and they have ECVs or um, they call them electro- ECVs electronic convenience, convenience vehicle they do tend to run out of the ECVs because um, the last when we went to Magic Kingdom, we had rented my husband one at Epcot because he's been having some more breathing problems, like I was saying, from COVID, uh, especially with the masks. He's been having a really hard time. So we rented him an ECV. And then when we went to Magic Kingdom the next day, they didn't have any. They were already out. So he was walking. Um around and he had we had to stop a lot more and take a lot more breaks the ecv makes it especially if you're having like mobility problems it makes it a lot easier to get around and then nobody has to push you in a wheelchair but they're more expensive the ecvs to rent is 50 dollars plus a 20 dollar deposit and then the wheelchairs i think are like 25 dollars and like a 20 dollar deposit the deposit you get back as long as you bring it back and it's not like you know super destroyed like they don't blame you if little things happen to it like I had something happened I can't remember exactly what it was and they're like nope it happens all the time like (laughs) and then um I I normally end up killing the batteries when I have to run them from them and they're so great you just call them there's a little phone number on the key tag and if you do have a problem you just call them and they you know will bring you out another one if they have one or they will come help you 
it's 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 a it's not actually Disney. It's another rental company that's in there. So I'm not exactly sure how it all works, but I know it's not actually Disney themselves. But they do have the ECVs and manual wheelchairs you can rent. I have my own. Um, I don't normally rent Disney's unless we bring my wheelchair and um, my daughter or my husband. Like they used to just push me in my wheelchair, but they've been having more more difficulties with that lately. So like if they're having trouble, then we'll go rent one for me so they can have a break or something. Yeah. Like, but now, now I have my own, so I have my own scooter now. So. <laughs> that's does the same thing happen for strollers where you can rent them there? Yeah, they have stroller rentals, they have single and doubles. Um they're from they're just like like hard plastic though they're not super comfortable um so if your kid needs a stroller you should probably try to bring your own because from what i understand the disney ones are not comfortable okay but so they you do most, have you see people bring their own oh, right yeah. oh yeah but they do have size requirements now that has to be within so you want to make sure your strollers within those size requirements but yeah people bring their own strollers all the time um, but people still rent them there too. Like, and they have little umbrella strollers you can buy there. I don't know how much they are, but they sell little umbrella strollers there if you just want to do that. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then you have a souvenir too. <laughs> yeah. Like we bought. Um, so this last trip, I meant I bought my daughter a chain for her glasses before we left, and then we forgot it. So. <laughs> <laughs> So we went down to the, we were staying at Pop Century, we went down to the gift shop and they had a glasses chain. So we went ahead and bought it for her. And so um, it's in our backpack for when we travel now. So that way we don't forget it. Um, but it's just, it was just like a black glasses chain that you can attach your, attach your glasses to. And then the ends had little Mickey Mouse faces. Um, mm-hmm. So it's kind of cute, but now she has that one when we go back to attach to her glasses so she doesn't lose them on <laughs> attraction again. Yeah. Um, where that, the big castle is. Can people go inside of it? You can, but only if you eat at Cinderella's table, which is a princess character meal and it's expensive. It's like, 70 something a person I want to say and I've heard that the food's not great um, and right now they only have Cinderella they normally have all the princesses but right now because of COVID and social distancing they only have Cinderella and she doesn't come up to your table like she used to she just walks around and like waves at you from afar yeah so do like the cast members have to wear a mask yes um they do and they still have to wear masks outside i think i heard that disney might be starting to let certain cast members not wear masks um in certain positions but cast members still have to wear masks even outside right now even while guests don't have to so yeah they're still having to wear masks and it's hard for them and it's hard on them and i i feel for them being there and out in the heat, and out in the humidity, and they're going through everything you're going through, you know, right? Standing and and being hot and being tired, and you know, and 
they're having to maintain a smile and a good attitude and I so feel for them. Our favorite rides. So we can do like from each each place if you want. Okay. So like at Magic Kingdom, um, Seven Doors Mine Train. We don't have that at Disneyland and it, it's amazing. We love that one. Um I love their Jungle Boat Cruise there only because I can stay in my mobility scooter and I don't have to step down. They have a transfer vehicle that has uh, it has this like platform that comes flush with the dock and I can roll on to it and then they lock it up and they can move it and spin me around. I mean, they don't spin. It's not fast, but like they turn you around to where you're you go on it sideways and then they turn you around to where you're facing the front of the vehicle. And it is so cool. So you can stay in your wheelchair, you can stay in your mobility scooter. And then when you're done, they pull it up to even with the dock and spin you the other way and you just drive right off of it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. It is so cool. I love that vehicle. I wish Disneyland had that vehicle. (laughs) And then um, I really like the vehicle they have on It's a Small World. And they have the more original It's a Small World. It doesn't have all the IP characters that Disneyland has. I really like that. And they have a platform boat that just is flush with the dock. And you can just ride your wheelchair onto it. And um, be in the back. And it's nice. I l- and then they let me just walk onto it. Instead of having to like step down into the boat. Oh I love that so much. That is good. I was. <laughs> <laughs> so while, they- while, I- while their Space Mountain doesn't have the accessible vehicle. Some of their other rides do. And so like I guess I have to you know be okay with. Some of them having having the better vehicles and some not. But I just wish they could, you know, make it to where both parks have, you know, the same vehicles. And that would be like a best case scenario. Right. Maybe. Or do you think they're like working towards that? I don't know. Okay. What about Epcot? That one's like. For a garden festival. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we went to Flower Garden. <laughs> yeah, that was we it. To, we went to yeah, they're calling it a Taste of Flower and Garden this year because it's not the full festival. Um, but yeah, we went to that in May. It's it it's just a lot of food booths and a lot of flowers and topiaries, and they are so pretty. Oh my gosh, the flowers just make for such a beautiful background and all the topiaries are amazing like I'm used to seeing topiaries at Disneyland around but the topiaries they have at Flower and Garden are just spectacular and they put they do them in Disney characters so and like so like just, all the characters are well, not like all flowers of them, but, that's well, cool. they're they're like made out of flowers and plants. So like, oh, and then some other stuff. Like they have a Winnie the Pooh one. That's ho- it's him holding his, a balloon, and the balloon's red. And the balloon, I think, is is some red flowers on on metal. But like, and he's just holding the balloon, and it's so cute. And then they have a Miss Piggy one, and she's like 
holding like luggage and the luggage is all made out of flowers and um, Kermit is all green made out of plants and he's riding a bicycle. <laughs> it's just the cutest thing. That's nice. And then Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom. So um, Jillian went on Pandora by herself, the um, Avatar Flight of Passage. Um, because I was afraid of going on it because one of the restraints comes and pushes on your back. And with all my cramping and stuff, I was afraid of being in too much pain. Um, but David tried to go on it, but his feet and his calves are too big. He can't fit into the, the bottom restraint that goes around your legs. So Julie went on it by herself, but she loved Flight of Passage um, so much. And uh, David really liked, um, and my favorite was the ex- the safari. I being able to look at all the animals, and the they do have a wheelchair accessible car to where you can be in a wheelchair and be on it, and it was so fun. That's good. That's where you, like, see pretty much all the animals there, right? Yeah, like, you're going through the the habitats in, in like, a truck, like, you're on an African And then Hollywood Studios. Um, so, That's where there's Star Wars stuff is, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. So, Rise of the Resistance is, like, the most amazing ride. Even if you don't like Star Wars, it you should go on it. It is super cool but you have to get a boarding pass for it they now have opened up the boarding passes where you can be anywhere um at 7 a.m open up your my disney experience app and try to join a boarding group so you don't have to be in the park at the the morning one but for the afternoon one it's at 1 p.m and you do have to be in the park to try to get that one if you miss out on the morning one it's still kind of difficult from what i understand to get a boarding pass um we did not get one when we were there in september the first day we tried but we did the second day and it was amazing that ride is even while you're in line they start everything and you start seeing everything and you're still technically in the queue line, but the rides like started and it's, and they, and you can use DAS with it. So um, you just return at your boarding time and then let them know that you have DAS and they have, um, you know, a separate way they can take you and you can, they do have attraction wheelchairs that you can transfer to. Um, to go through the whole thing right up to the ride vehicle in a wheelchair. Um, and they ask you, like, you know, if you can transfer. I I always have a hard time because they, they ask me, you know, hey, can you, like, walk a short distance? And their version of a short distance and my version of a short distance tend to be very different. Yeah. I've noticed so what I tend to tell them is no. <laughs> um, so that way I can just stay in the wheelchair the whole time because other, like I've, I've told them yes before 
and have been left standing for almost 20 minutes and I was in so much pain I was crying like I because I can't stand that long I start cramping all my muscles start cramping and there's and there's literally nothing I can do about it and they just all start cramping and it hurts so much and then I start feeling nauseous and sick to my stomach and then like eventually like I just start shaking and it it gets really bad so and I take muscle relaxers and stuff to try to help it but when when I'm standing for that long it just ends up being bad so like yeah. I've at this point I tell him no <laughs> <laughs> right I can transfer into the vehicle but I can't like, <laughs> I can't like walk or stand short distances because their version of a short distance and mine tend to not be the same thing so just be very clear with them is, is always my advice about what you can and can't do right. because they'll they try to like, they can't always control everything, and sometimes you end up standing longer than what they think you're going to be standing and stuff. So I just tell them, nope, I need this all the way up to the ride vehicle. But they also have Star Tours, which you can do, which I still love Star Tours, even in the new, even with the, and especially now where you can get, like, different planets and stuff. It's not always the same one. Like you can, and every time you go on it, it's different because you can get one starting planet and then a different ending planet. And the next time you go, you can make, sometimes I'll get like the same starting planet, but a different ending planet. Sometimes I'll get a different starting planet and a different ending planet. <laughs> so, like <laughs> there's so many different options you can get with it and it's all random. Yeah. So I really like that. And then Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run. They have... Chewy mode where Chewy screams at you the whole time and we wanted to do it really bad but you have to have all six people to do it and we only had five and I told the cast member that was helping us because they have a special uh, car for people who are disabled that they can take as long as they need to to transfer um, for that one and so I told the cast member that we really wanted to activate Chewy mode. So he helped us do it so we could. Um, because you have to have all six people because you have to do a special thing to activate it. And so we got Chewy mode when she was screaming at us, which was <laughs> so cool. Um, but, and supposedly there's other Easter eggs, too, that haven't been discovered yet. Well, that's cool. They have just gone up recently. I think they're 216 now. Um, But I know it's one of the things we want to do, but no, we have not done lightsabers yet. Yeah. That's okay. Um, I also want to make a droid. Haven't done that yet. Do they have that too? Yes. You can make your own. Oh my goodness. So you could like. Spend the whole day like in like a Star Wars section. Oh, so much. I don't know if you've heard about the Play Disney app or not, but they have all these missions you can do in Galaxy's Edge and you can earn credits. And supposedly someday when you'll be able to actually turn those credits into like like merchandise or something is supposed to be like the the end game with it. Um, but, like, you earn credits for doing missions. You earn credits on Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. 
for how what your score is at the end. Um, it's so much fun to use the Play Disney app, and you can do make certain things activate in the land. Like there's this like monster that's like hidden in water. You can like make him pop up, and um, there's so much. If you if you really are into Star Wars, you gotta download the Play Disney Parks app. And when you're in Galaxy's Edge, you gotta do the missions. You gotta play with the different things you can do, and it it's just a lot of fun. So you download the app and then you play it while you're there, right? Or do you play it before yeah. you go? Um, actually, you can. There are some things you can do at home. Um, but yeah, download the app before you go. And when you're in the park, you can um, do like the missions and stuff. You can't do the missions and stuff from home, but there's like trivia you can do from home. Um, so like you can download it and play around with it and see what's there. You can, there's like music you can play from it. Um, there's trivia, there's different games in different parks that you can do. Um, <coughs> free. I'm all about free apps. <laughs> yeah, it's completely free. There's no cost to do it. It's so much fun. And you can earn badges and um, collect badges and stuff. And I, I don't know. We, we, we use it. We play with it. It's so much fun. It's so entertaining for kids. That's good. So, okay. We have, I have a friend that is going in October and they're staying at Disney Yacht and Beach Club Resorts. Oh, so amazing. Have you ever been there? Yeah, we stayed at Yacht Club when we went last last year for a couple of days. The so, pool at Yacht Club is so amazing. Oh. Do well, all yacht, of them have pools? Yes, all the Disney hotels have pools. The Yacht and Beach Club share a pool, and it's, it's all beach-themed. It's got sand bottoms. There's like a... Uh, play area for kids that they can build like sand castles and stuff out of it's it's quote-unquote sand it's not real sand I don't know exactly what it's made out of but it doesn't feel like real sand does exactly <laughs> but yeah. they have like a and they have a lazy river with like tubes you can like float on and they have a slide a water slide that you have to go outside the pool and across the uh little walkway to get on and then it comes down into the pool it's so cool and how are they with um like wheelchair access access and things like that for you oh my gosh our room had you know those uh handicap buttons you push like outside like department stores and stuff to like open the door oh yeah our room yeah. had one of those I have a oh. video on it on, on our YouTube channel I have a video on it it was so cool it was so nice to be able to push that and have the door open for me and not have to have my daughter trying to like push the door, hold the door open right me. hold it and it was so nice thing that's good and the bathroom was huge and the um they have they have all the bathrooms have shower chairs in them, the handicapped ones. Um, they have like uh, stools built into the wall, but you can also ask for just a regular shower chair if you need more transfer room, depending upon how much transfer room you need. They have full like transfer benches Good. that you can get. 
Um, but yeah, they have all the showers have built in like shower stools that you can like fold up and push down and stuff. And then they have um, handheld uh, shower wands so that way you can move it to where you need it and pull it down and move it all over however you need to do it and stuff. But the the room we had at Yacht Club was amazing. And <clears throat> we did have a handicap accessible one. <clears throat> That's so great. Like you guys stayed there and now my friend's gonna go stay at that place yeah. too. Tell her it's tell so her funny. to look up tell her to look up the yacht club video um that I have up from our trip. I will. I will. <laughs> so uh they have girls that are super interested into frozen. Oh, where Epcot? Epcot Epcot is where you can meet Anna and Elsa, and that's where the frozen ride is, and in the Norway Pavilion. And they, yeah, Epcot's where they for sure need to go to Epcot. Okay. So, how do you, is it just like a character meet and greet for the Anna Elsa? Or, well, right now they just have them, there's a certain area they have them in that they go come out and they're it's technically a meet and greet but you can't get super close to them right now so they like they can wave at you and talk to you and stuff but you're separated a little bit okay but yeah the norway pavilion in epcot is where they have them and also in the princess parades like the epcot has they'll have anna and elsa in the princess parades um, so they need to watch out for the cavalcades. They're not parades or cavalcades. They need to watch out for the princess cavalcade in Epcot because Anna and Elsa will be there. And um, but yeah, the Norway Pavilion. It's all the Frozen stuff. Okay. Like, they have a whole store af- after the Frozen ride. They go on the Frozen ride um, of like just like Frozen merchandise and. <laughs> The Norway Pavilion is so Frozen themed. It it should be called Frozen, not Norway. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Frozen area. <laughs> yeah, it is completely. The snack meal restaurant. You can name a couple if you have a couple. Okay, so in Epcot, our favorite one so far has been Beer Garden. It's an all-you-can-eat German. Um, meal in the Germany pavilion and during normal times it's a buffet right now because of COVID they bring platters of stuff to your table and then if you want more you just ask for more of whatever you want it was amazing the food was so good there was so much and we all ate way too much um (laughs) and but it was like schnitzel and sausages and meatballs and German potato salad. And um, I, I, it, it was just so good. My husband was like over the moon. He loves German food. And then they had a uh, real German um, apple strudel for dessert. Oh, it was so good. And they had other desserts too, but that was the only <laughs> <laughs> that that it was so amazing and they have entertainers that come out and they sing german songs and they play um german instruments and they get everybody singing along with them to do like there's like a toast song that they do and 
have everybody like raising their glasses to toast and it's just so much fun. Um, oh, we went to Satuli. It was so good. There, it's like your own like bowl type of place. And there's different types of bases. There's rice, there's noodles, there's like a potato hash. Um, and then you can get like a protein and then you can get like different sauces. And there's so many options. Like you can eat something different every day and never have the same thing. Um, they have so many different options. And at Hollywood Studios so far, our favorite has been the Brown Derby restaurant. We... Uh, went and had a long late lunch and it really helped with the heat and the masks to do that to get out of the heat to get out of the humidity to get in the air conditioning to sit and have like a late lunch early dinner and just relax a little bit and the food was so good David got this Wagyu beef burger that they had I have never had a burger taste better than that one ever it it was so soft and <laughs> it's weird when you're talking about hamburger and and but it was so buttery and soft and it was it was just the most amazing hamburger and I got their cob salad which is it's a chopped cob salad but it was so good I don't know what they do to it but it was really amazing and we had um we didn't end up having for too full and we had gotten a shrimp cocktail that they had for starter. And it was like the long shrimp, not like the little shrimps and like more like the prawn looking type shrimp. Yeah. I and, love shrimp. <laughs> oh, it was so fresh and it was so cool, especially on a hot day to just have like shrimp cocktail Oh, it was, it just made it that much better, I think, because it was so hot and it was so nice coming in and having that chilled shrimp cocktail to eat and like that light salad that I had. I, so it wasn't super heavy. It didn't make me feel sick. And we had a margarita flight that David and I shared and they had this blood orange margarita on there. Oh, the best margarita I've ever had. (laughs) That is good to know. It was so yummy. I'm going back for my birthday. That's where we're going to go. So when we go in September, we're going at the end of September, last week of September and the first week of October, which is when my birthday is. And I've scheduled Hollywood Studios that day. So that way I can go have dinner at um, the Brown Derby for my birthday. Good. You deserve it. That's what we're doing for my birthday. (laughs) So how far in advance can you reserve your spots? Do you know? So for hotel reservations um, and packages, you can do 499 days out. For restaurants, it's 60 days. It used to be 180, but they've changed it. And going forward, it's going to be 60 days going forward. Um, And it's 60 days from, if you're staying on property with a package, it's 60 days from the first day of your reservation. And if you're not staying on property, it's 60 days from the date of when you are going to be there. So it's better to, so that's a perk of staying on property. So like I can make the first day we're going to be there. 
but like if you're staying off property it's only you know what I mean so like yeah you get an extra so like for that two weeks we're gonna be there we get an extra like 10 days to make it versus people who are staying off property who won't be able to make it on the end of our trip like you get that extra time cushion so services do you do all that for us yes uh, your travel oh. agent can do all that for you if you don't want them to they they don't have to but they can not all travel agents will but my agency we will make all those reservations for you um so they release at like six o'clock in the morning or seven o'clock in the morning eastern time so if you don't like if like i live on the west coast so like people here i would be getting up at like four or five o'clock in the morning, depending upon the time of the year it is to make that reservation for you and to snag you that reservation versus if you were doing it on your own in order to get it, you would have to get up at that time. Right. So, (laughs) so yeah, that is nice. (laughs) It's a nice perk. And my agency doesn't charge any planning fees or anything. We only get paid the commission from wherever we send you. But one thing too, it doesn't, cost any extra to book through us these companies companies like disney actually plan travel agent commission into their prices so if you book it online it costs the same as booking through me it doesn't cost you any extra to book through me and i can do all that work for you and you can just show up and have all the fun so how do you get paid i get commission from disney so oh, okay. That they, makes sense now. They, they build it into it. And so if you book on your own through Disney, they just get to keep it. And if I book it for you, then I get that commission that Disney has built in for me. So if you don't use somebody, that commission goes to Disney. just them. They Disney? get to keep it. Yep. Okay. They just get to pocket gotcha. the money. Because <laughs> they <laughs> add into their prices, they add... A travel agent commission into their prices essentially so gotcha. and I didn't know this until I became a travel agent and I think it's I think it's not very well known that these companies build in that commission and so if you don't use a travel agent you're just giving them back the money interesting <laughs> I know tricky tricky I know <laughs> So, okay, you talked about the photos on the app. Mm-hmm. And tell me about how that works. So they have, like, different photos that you can purchase, right? Right. So you can buy Memory Maker for your trip. And it's cheaper if you buy it in advance, of three days in advance of your trip, than if you wait and buy it there. Um, and then you can buy it for, I think two days is, like, $69. And then... For your whole, if you're going to be there longer than that, it's like one, one price is like 160 something around their dollars. And then um, no matter how long your trip is, like you have that during your whole package um, that for your trip, if you buy it with your package. And then you can have unlimited downloads of any photo pass picture. So that means on-ride photos or photos taken by photo pass photographers. So like they have people outside of normally like 
just on Main Street in Magic Kingdom or outside of Cinderella Castle or, you know, other places. And then sometimes they have like the magic shots where they can put in like Disney characters or um, like we have ones from um, over by Haunted Mansion with like the hitchhiking ghost in it. And we have uh, ones from Galaxy's Edge with the Porg in it. And we have... So, like, they can add in special magic um, to the shots. We've got, like, ones in front of Cinderella Castle with Tinkerbell. And, like, we've got ones at Animal Kingdom with, um, like, the the guys, like, Pumbaa and Timon from Lion King. And, uh, <laughs> like, it's just... So you can use... Once you buy it, then you can download it and get it printed anywhere, or can you only get yeah. it printed at Disney? No, you just download it to your phone, and, like, what I do is when I get home, I download them all to my phone, and I go to Shutterfly, which I have the Shutterfly app, and you can get free prints for 4x4s or 4x6s. You just pay for the shipping, and I just get prints of my pictures of whichever ones I want. You can also add frames and stickers in the app and you can um, add um, special and unique, like there's little stickers with the year on it you can add, or there's frames with like Disney characters you can add to your photo pass pictures. And it's just such a cool. Totally want to do a photo pass because oh, yeah. you... it really adds up. It's they used to do it to where you would like pay per day. And I think it was like 40 or $50 per day. And you would get like a CD of all the pictures from that day. And now I think, I think, I think we paid a hundred and I want to say it's like $169 last time. And we were there for, oh, it, it was a few days over a week, but it really, it ends up being like 10, $15 a day versus what the, what I used to pay, which is like 40 or $50 a day right. for all the pictures. And you had to pay for ride photos separately, like almost 20 bucks. You didn't get them together with now you get the ride photos included. Even if you just get the ride photos, you're going to pay that because it's almost 20 bucks just to get one ride photo printed when you go to the rides and, and go to try to get it. It's like 17 something plus tax. Just to get a ride photo. So if you yeah. get like five or six ride photos while you're there, you've paid that entire amount. So it really, really made it a lot more cost effective, in my opinion, uh, yeah. than what it used to be. How does audio work for those that need it? So they have this um, device for blind and hearing impaired and if you're blind it reads stuff out to you if you're hearing impaired it has a screen that has words um and it doesn't cost no it has it's not braille um they do have braille maps though which is cool in each of the parks that's nice um (laughs) but it has so if you're blind it reads it it has headphones and it reads stuff out to you so you can hear it and if you're hearing impaired, it's got a screen that has words that that puts stuff out like for shows and stuff. It tells you that it like transcribes what they're saying onto the screen so you can see it. Okay. And it doesn't cost anything to rent, but they do charge you 
a $20 deposit to make sure you're going to bring it back and you just get that from guest services. And um, I haven't tried it out yet, but I think we're going to when we go back in September just to see what it's like. Um, but they do, they, they have this like machine that they rent out and it has had, so it can audio tell you what things are going on and it can, um, has a screen that shows you words. So if you can't see, or if you can't hear, you just get that device and it will help you. It helps with shows. It helps with, um, I think it helps with attractions, like to tell you what's going on. I think it can read to you where you're at, like what's around you and stuff. Um, but I'm not 100% certain yet because we haven't checked it out exactly. But I do know that they have it at both Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Good. And okay, yes, so they have when, branding in the park and they are so cool. I, I think that's wonderful. Um, do they still have the like, maps that you can hold in your hand? Yeah, they still have maps at the beginning of okay. the parks that you can grab your map and, you know. It's another thing we always, when I make, I always make like little scrapbooks of our trips and stuff. And so I get like the maps to put in because the maps change with like events and seasons and stuff. So they're always going to be different. So a map is a good souvenir that you can, you know, like put into a scrapbook or something to know what was going on during that time when you were there. And they have like the list, like special events in there and stuff and, um, souvenir to bring home with you too good do video so far no (laughs) um but we don't try to but we don't record stuff where they're really like we don't want you to be like recording here like we we won't record if they're like yeah turn it off um because we don't want to get in trouble but most of the time as long as you don't have your flash on they are are fine um the only time we've been asked not to record is when we've been on a ride and we were getting an in-show exit they did ask us to not record so we did have to turn it off we left it on until they were like yeah we need you to not record (laughs) um but because they don't want you to record the the behind the scenes magic that you're not supposed to see right Um, because it's magical and right they want you to experience it Right. So we did turn it off, um, the one in-show exit that we've gotten, uh, which is when the ride breaks down and they have to evacuate the ride. Um, can you do that being disabled? Well, like, you can't do that stuff if you're disabled. And I'm like, yeah, you can. You just have to right. be different. That's, that's my whole thing is, like, just to show people that, yeah, you can still do this stuff even if you're disabled. You just have to do it differently. That's all. Right. And... You, sh- you should do it because, yeah. it, you know, show people that you can. Right. That's that's the whole reason I'm doing it. And I've gotten so many messages from people. And I've actually met one of our viewers now that um, she reached out to me. I had posted we were going to be at a touch of Disney at um, Disney's California Adventure. And she was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be there the same day. And she wanted. And so we got together. We got to meet. She was like, thank you so much for doing this. She's like, because there's so much stuff that you guys have pointed out to me that I did not even realize that you could do. And she and I've gotten so many messages like that. I've even had a pretty big uh, Disney YouTuber that is is able bodied 
but she had something happen and she was going to have to use a mobility scooter and she's never had that situation before. And she reached out to me for tips on how to use a mobility scooter at Disneyland because she had no idea what to do. Oh, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) So I helped her like, I, I'm not doing this for like, you know, celebrity or recognition or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. I'm doing it to help people realize that, they can still do this stuff. They can still go have fun. They just have to do it a little bit differently. And right, right. and how to help them do that differently. You know, like, like how we do it, where we start at one area of the park and we do everything there we want to do it and then we move on. Um, you know, that's our that's our traditional way we do it. So we can get as much stuff done as possible without missing stuff and, and it's the sh- less stress on us. Right. So do you video, like, do your vlogs every time you're there? Or do you take a day and break and just, just do you for the day? We, I don't know that we do like a full day of it, but there's so much time that we do not film just because of like, we are trying to just like have fun and be, because we're just going as a family, you know? Yeah. We, or like, I, I tend to not film my breakdowns. I have quite a bit of them and maybe I should to show people what happens. Uh, I did say that when I started this, I wanted to try to show what it was really like and not like sugarcoat things. So maybe I should film my next one just because, but like most of the time, like it's hot. And especially with like, I, I have, I've been newly diagnosed with diabetes recently. I mean, it's, it's been like over a year now, but to me, it's still pretty recent and I start getting really sick if I don't eat by certain times of the day. And there are times we'll be there and I'll start feel, feeling sick. So I'll start getting, you know, moody and yucky and just like, and I don't realize what it is right away. And, you know, and then it'll be like, why don't we sit down and have a snack and cool off? And then I'll feel so much better. It was like, you know what? That's what I needed. I needed food. I needed water. I needed, you know, a break because it is really hard on people physically. It's really hard emotionally because you build up all these expectations of how you want the perfect trip to be. And things do never go perfectly. Like I said, in the beginning, I have never had one plan where we've started and finished with the same plan. Um, Things happen you know, I have had people run into me, I've and ended up causing injuries. So I've had pain. I've gotten, you know, really sick on rides before where I've had to go to first aid and lay down for a little while. I've had flare ups of my arthritis where I've had to go to first aid and get like an ice pack or rest for a little while. Um, you know, I've had, I've had to completely go back to the hotel room and just call it a day. And, you know, before, and you just, you have to do what's best for you and your family in that moment, whatever it is. And if you're having a bad experience, um, you know, if things are going wrong, maybe that's what you need to do. Just go back to the hotel, rest and start fresh the next day. And I've had to do that. Um, You know, you have to do what's best for you and don't push beyond right absolutely and I do that all the time I'm so bad about that like I will push myself and push myself 
to, to get everything we want to get done. And I end up paying for it. And, you know, you just, it's hard sometimes to be like, no, this is it. I can't take anymore. And I've hit my limit. And now I need to go back to the hotel, go to bed for a while and, and just relax. And, but we've done that before. Like when we, like when we went there last time, our second day there was Hollywood studios and they open up later. They didn't open up till like 11. So we got there like when they opened and then, um, It was just stressed and getting a lot of sun and hot. And I was like, let's just go back to the hotel. And like, I'm done. <laughs> and we were like, you know, biting at each other's throats because we were just snapping at each other because we were all hot and tired. And I, I didn't know yet that if I planned like a later lunch later in the day, where we could get out of the sun and get some food and everything that made all the difference. I found that out later, <laughs> which right. you know, but it right. was only our second day. So I didn't know. And yeah, you learn as you go for sure. But that's definitely like, I had scheduled our lunch that day earlier in the day, like right when we first got there, like we had, you know, an early breakfast in the morning, we had gotten up and had breakfast. And then I scheduled our lunch, like right when we first got to the park, when it opened, and, you know, the next day we were there, which was Thursday, I scheduled our lunch later in the day. It was like at one something. And it made all the difference to have our lunch a little bit later in the day versus earlier in the day because we were out of the, you know, the sun during the hottest part of the day. We got to cool off and relax and we went and had like a long lunch and it just, it really made all the difference. We were able to go until park closed that night. And done, it just, it really made all the difference for us. So either going back to the hotel in the afternoon when it's super hot or having like a long later lunch, early dinner type of thing, that, that, that's really where it's at right now, especially with masks. Good. So fine for this because I love this ride so much. <laughs> Um, well, so like we normally will wait for like the bigger rides that we really love, um, like Seven Doors Mine Train and, um, like, but <laughs> yeah, like Peter Pan's flight is like my favorite ride ever. Um, I will always wait in line for that one. Um, we it's like Dumbo and stuff like that, um. I kind of like them, especially at night, because I just, like, go up to the top and, like, look at, like, all the lights and what you can see in the lands and stuff. And I really like it at night because you can just, like, go up and see all the lights and it's just so pretty. Because um, you get above everything when you go up in it. But we don't normally do the spinner rides. We don't normally do the um, mansion and stuff. Like, those are, like, our typically, like, our must-do rides. Um, side down or puts me sideways because I have uh, vertigo and it upsets my vertigo and I get super dizzy and nauseous so they do all that and I sit somewhere else waiting for them <laughs> <laughs>
Um, have you seen um like babies coming like six months oh yeah eight months I've, nine months are, are you kidding me like i i have pictures of me six months old at disneyland <laughs> like yeah. oh good <laughs> you know like it's you can totally take little kids they have rider swaps so like if it's a ride they can't go on what you do is like half your party waits in line and then they ask for the rider swap and then um, when they're done, you switch off the kid that can't go, and then the rest of the party goes. So actually, it gets some. Sometimes, if you have a small enough party, you can have people go on it multiple times. Because, like, say you have like a family of five, where even the mom and the dad, and like two older kids and one little kid that can't go on the ride. So like, mom waits with the little kid while dad and the other two kids go on the ride. Well, when they come off, mom. And the other mom can take the other two kids again and go back on the ride while dad waits with the little one. <laughs> oh, do you have to wait in line twice for that? Or... No, because they send you back to the fast pass line where it's it's not very long at all for rider swap. Especially right now, the fast pass is only being used for rider swap and uh, disability access. So it's not as long as it would normally be like if there were fast passes up. But no, you don't have to wait back in line. They send you through really quickly. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I'll have to tell them that. It's, um, it's, especially if you have a kiddo that's not tall enough to go and you have other kiddos that are and they really want to go on the ride. Like, you just use water swap and. Yeah. I love that. Because then, like, the <laughs> four-year-old could go twice even because it would be, like, mom, dad, baby. Or, like, yeah. mom stays with baby. And then dad stays with baby and the two-year-old or four-year-old could go and then the baby can go or not go, obviously. (laughs) Some of the rides have no height restrictions like Dumbo and Haunted Mansion and stuff like that. They can take the little baby on that kind of stuff that doesn't have the height restrictions. And you just hold the baby on your lap. Yeah. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. And babies are free, right? Yes. Under two. Two and under. Under two? Mm Mm-hmm. That yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Okay, my very last question. <laughs> Are you ready for this one? I am ready. Okay. Who is your favorite character to see? Um Winnie the Pooh is my favorite Winnie character of like all time. <laughs> <laughs> I so identify with Winnie the Pooh. He has been my favorite since I was a kid. And oh good. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh is my favorite. I am if I can see Pooh, I'm always happy. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> all right, tell us where we can find you on all your socials. So, YouTube, Instagram, <laughs> blog. So, I have a website. My blog is on my website. It's uh, www.disabledisventures.com. And I have um, the blog on there. I have resources for the Disney parks for accessibility guides. I have the cognitive disability guide on there. I have um, resources for renting mobility scooters, wheelchairs, uh, for renting uh, wheelchair accessible vans if you need to rent a wheelchair accessible van while you're in Walt Disney World. Um, I have I have a ton of resources on the website. Um, we have Facebook, which is um, under Disabled Disventures. Um, in Disabled Disventures, because they, they wouldn't let me change the name of the Facebook page for some reason. <laughs> um, and then we also have a Facebook group. 
And for YouTube, it's uh, youtube.com backslash disabled disventures or just search for disabled disventures. On Twitter, it's disabled venture, V E N T U R E, because it was too many characters to put disabled disventures. <laughs> so <laughs> They're just, so picky. <laughs> I know. So it's just disabled venture on Twitter. And then on um, Instagram, it's disabled disventures. On Pinterest, it's disabled disventures. And we also have a Patreon. Um, page which is disabled disventures and we have a tiktok which is disabled disventures awesome you're on all <laughs> of the goods <laughs> we are we're we're on a lot of stuff and i post different things on different things so like um on facebook i and i'll do like a lot of updates as to what we're doing um instagram is like the picture one so that's where you know you put all the pictures and stuff and that's normally more updated after we come home Facebook and Twitter is normally like while we're out traveling, like where you can find us, where we're at, what we're doing. Although I do have it set to where if I post to Facebook, it'll automatically post to Instagram. So it will sometimes be on Instagram <laughs> just because it automatically posts. Yeah, um, I have so that that's too. Easier. And then um, our TikTok, I just try to do like occasionally or like some fun videos when, when I think about it or whatever and then youtube we try to put up a weekly video on sunday afternoon um and then we try to go live on mondays if we can um we can't always but we just did a trivia series not that long ago and we have some other lives that's going to be coming up on our youtube channel with other um disney youtubers which should be pretty fun great that sounds perfect and i'm gonna plan a disney trip soon yeah <laughs> we're gonna have to do that so thank yeah. you so